Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I asked the question. We've been asking it, the big we, all of us, for, I don't know, the last 50 years. We were told that all of the polar ice would melt and that uh, we'd be underwater by now, or at least parts of the uh, the world would be. And uh, I guess that there's a little bit of rise in the oceans because uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale doesn't do very well when it gets hit with rain like yesterday. But um, they're at sea level, so it's to be expected. We, on the other hand, are getting these uh, freakish kind of storms that last a little bit of time and then go away. Uh, The amount of rainfall is not that much different than what we'd get, but we're used to getting it in a period of hours or even in a day, and now we get it in 20 minutes. But that's just now. Could be different in two, two months, three months. This is a contentious issue. So if you're looking for me to take an absolute point, I've never believed, um, because I don't think that I'm arrogant enough to believe, that we alone are responsible for moving the climate. I mean, if you read a little bit of ancient history, you'll find that the Greeks thought that they did by plowing the fields and cutting trees. And that wasn't possible. And there have been cycles that brought us to the level of, uh, of mean temperature that the, the globe enjoys right now, long before the Industrial Revolution and long before 8.5 billion people. So that's kind of where I stand, but this isn't about where I stand. And I see that I haven't got a free line right now, which means you people, are really interested in weighing in on this, and I'm happy to listen to you. Here's Doug and Ajax. Hi. Hey, Peter. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I don't think that anyone can deny uh, that we are changing the climate as humans. It's you know they, the scientists have done have done the studies. They've done it. There's no de- no debating facts like so certain people like to do. So, uh, places like Miami, yeah, they're they're at sea level, but the water's rising so fast. They've had to put in. Uh, huge turbines in their sewers just to keep pumping the water out so they can keep the streets dry. You mean like we're going to do? And then they have a Republican mayor, and like he says, I don't care what your politics are, things are changing and we're changing it. Well, there's no question. You're off on a roll there, and I understand that, Doug. And I don't disagree with a thing you're saying in terms of the fact that things are changing. I think still open for debate is why. Well, I think I think what 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 uh, why is because what we're doing, as far as the climate uh, goes, for instance, you, you can read about it. They've gone to the Antarctic, the Arctic. They can pull out ice cores, go back hundreds of years, and they can see that in the last hundred years we've put way more chemicals in the air than before, and no, and no, and that is what's happening. We have, Doug, but do you, do you know what else they can see? They can see that there have been other periods over the past couple of thousand years where there have been warming trends just like this one. And no, also once like this. Not, not, that, this is, that's what the deniers like to say. Really? Because like I was looking at a chart. I'm not a... Do not find a scientist that says that, Peter. I'm, I'm not... You, look at I'm not a scientist, I'm, but I'm a guy... You won't find a scientist that... I'm a guy who... even that... Well, you know, I can let you talk or we can have a dialogue. And my part of the dialogue is to say this. I went looking on the Internet today to find charts that would tell me factually what I wanted to know as opposed to guessing at it. And what I found was ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows for 2,000 years. It's undeniable. I didn't make it up. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's been ebbs and flows, but nothing like the last hundred years. Like, there's no reason for the scientists to say this unless it's true. Like, well, it's not like they have a, a kebab of guys are going, you know what, let's just say this, and then if, and if it's not true, then like, you know, we've got everybody, what, like, well, what would be the best? Well, Doug, I, you know, I, I take your point, and I thank you very much for the call, but I'm going to move on because there are people who have some divergent ones. One of the things I want to bring into uh, the conversation right now is, I think it was a couple of weeks ago on the air, we were talking about uh, NASA, and it was a NASA scientist who raised the specter of the melting of polar ice, probably oh, in the 70s it was and that's when this thing really got a spotlight on it and we were told at the time if memory serves that by now if we didn't curtail our activities we'd be up somewhere north of three degrees celsius and what we're up is 0.8 as i said in my monologue uh, as i spoke to my sister out in the west coast last night she wondered whether 0.8 of a degree in rise in rising mean temperature could actually be responsible for that now i'm not a scientist maybe it can be but right now i'm thinking by looking at the chart that we're dealing with ebbs and flows here's somebody else who has an opinion and it's brian on the 401 hi i um i feel well i know that the planet has undergone warming and cooling cycles since the birth of the planet yep there there was a massive uh, melt uh, approximately 10 to 12,000 years ago, and that was when uh, civilization started to flourish. And then uh, it's historical fact that around 1000 AD, and uh, I believe it was 1600 AD, there were market uh, warming cycles. I saw the same thing on the charts, so I have no disagreement with you. Do you want to know one of the things they mark on the charts as uh, as seminal events for all of this? The eruption of the monster eruptions of things like Mount Pinatubo uh, and uh, what we're seeing right now in Hawaii, that because they spew so much gas and so much uh, material into the air that they block the sunlight, they change the composition of the atmosphere. We can't do what those volcanoes can do. That's just one aspect. There are other things as well. Mankind's contribution is infinitesimally small. So I guess I've got you and and uh, Doug, the first caller, who are at complete divergent points of view. And I bet you that's the way it's going to be for the rest of the, uh, as I run down the board here and go to Bill in Toronto. Well, when Doug starts off with denier right there, you know he's, uh, he's off the mark. And as far as scientists go, there's a guy called Patrick Moore. He's the founder of Greenpeace. You know, he's the one that stopped yep. nuclear testing or whatever. Yep. Uh, go and watch some of his lectures on uh, YouTube there. And he talks about man's contribution to global warming. It's insignificant. This guy left Greenpeace because they're a bunch of radicals. And so you mean I, should, I have to stop believing Al Gore? Well, <laughs> I have my tongue in my cheek. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know what? Al Gore's made Al Gore's made himself a billionaire off of this. Al Gore was Al Gore was a very wealthy man before that, and Al Gore flew to all those lectures that uh, he gave on that particular subject in his private Gulfstream Five. So, so much for Al Gore. Thanks for your call. Let's go to uh, Sean in Etobicoke. Hi, Peter. I don't disagree with the science of what you're saying, with the history of the cyclical nature of climate. I don't disagree. But let me ask a quick question to prove that humans do contribute. How many smog days have we had since we canceled all those plants? And, you know, I'm not getting into the politics behind why we canceled them, but since we did, the smog days have decreased. You cannot deny that. That's also a fact. I'm not denying it. I haven't. Not you, but people who do. I, you know? I don't remember a smog day in Toronto this summer. 
Exactly. And that's, so there is a human contribution. What scale it is and how much it affects it, some people have called it and said infinitesimal, fine, you can talk about that. But there is an undoubtable connection to human carbon output. Well, I, uh, there's no question. I'm, I'm just saying that if you're talking about carbon output, which there's no, no question either, uh, plays a part in climate change, what's the carbon output that we stopped by killing um, coal-fired power plants in the Toronto area versus the carbon output of some of the monster volcanoes that have uh, spewed into the atmosphere for sometimes years on end and and are still doing so now so there are there are things that are that are um, unworldly and there are things that are worldly that's worldly it's what does most of the damage it's not me driving my car with a with a filter on the trunk fair enough i guess it's a matter of skills right because that volcano doesn't affect me in toronto immediately when it goes off in hawaii right but eventually it will. Eventually it will. It's it's yeah. kind of like, you know, I don't like to bring this into it because I never want to see it, but they talk about nuclear winter. If we were ever to have an exchange anywhere in the world, you'd have sunlight cut off and you would wind up with winter in July because you'd have no warming. Um, and and uh, when you have ash in the atmosphere or smoke for that matter, like they've got in BC, strange things start to happen. Thanks for the call. Let's move on to Shane in Cannington. Hey, Peter, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I uh, actually, you guys took a lot of wind out of my sails. I have a lot of the same opinions that you guys had, that I think the Earth is going through a natural cycle on its own. Do we help it along? I think maybe, dismally, we could be contributing it. But I also grew up through the ozone scare, and they were talking about how the ozone was going to be depleted, we were all going to burn. And, and we couldn't use spray cans. Yeah, and all of a sudden, one day we woke up, and it was all different. Oh, no, it's all been gone. Everything's good now. We're okay again. So, uh, you know, I, I don't believe it's... The because the United States released a secret satellite that sprayed the entire layer with a special <laughs> chemical. Then Superman came and hit it with the magic rock from Krypton. Like, see, I mean, there's fear monger that goes on with everything. Are we so dismal? I don't know. But I definitely think that things are changing. Are we the huge contributing factor to it? I'm probably leaning towards maybe a little bit more on the no side. Uh, do, are we going to try and help it along further? Who knows how the future goes, man. There thanks you go. One more call, and uh, it's you, Paul, and Milton. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right. You know, it's funny. Um, many years ago when I was going to university, circa 1990, scientists could say what they want and nobody would attack them. But the big green, big green machine today, the minute you say that global warming is bunk, it harps on you, it calls, discredits you as a scientist, and you have to basically shut up. The reality is, pre this big green machine, my geology professor said that the Earth is trending towards an ice age, and that's before the big green machine where he had to shut up. Well, my view is that the Earth is trending towards an ice age. I have no idea when it's going to happen. I'm not going to be around for it, but it just does that. And and his history, if history is the predictor of the future, all you have to do is look at the charts that have been done from core ice, and you know that that's true. And there is a big green machine. And by the way, I'm not anti-green. I'm for green everything we can do. I think it's important that we are responsible for what we leave behind. That said, I think we're in arrogant lot that believes that everything that happens is our responsibility. I agree with you 100%. I think in the end that yes, I, I think it is arrogant to think that humans are infinitesimally affecting, not infecting things. It's, I don't believe that. I do believe that we do affect it, but not to the levels that a volcano eruption can spew CO2 or the wildfires are contributing to particulate in the atmosphere. I don't think that we do that to that level. But I do think that in the end, you're right. The Earth is cycling through its 
phases. And I don't know about you, but I, I tend to believe that movie where there is that uh, North Atlantic belt that slows down due to the salinity of the water, and then there's a sudden ice age in Europe. Yeah. Look at what's going on in Europe. When there's snow, the snow they've never seen in their lives, something, there's a correlation there. When Newfoundland gets, what, half a foot of snow? In July. I'm sorry. Wake up and smell the coffee. So. There's a little bit of, of bunkness going on here. That's and that's fine. why they call it climate change. Thank you very much for your call. It is 4.30, and we're going to continue uh, when we uh, come back talking to uh, Pete Caragiorgios, who's Director of Consumer and Industry Relations Insurance Bureau of Canada, uh, in the more realistic uh, sense of today. What do you do if you've been flooded out? What do you do if you're in the line of fire and smoke? Uh, He's with the Insurance Bureau. Obviously, he has some pretty good ideas about what your insurance should look like. I'm Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.